Rionk, a Godzilla movie marathon where we're stomping through Godzilla's filmography. I'm Derek, and I've seen all the Godzilla movies. And I'm Doug, and I've seen four Godzilla movies, I think. Four Godzilla movies. Oh, boy. So we're doing a Godzilla podcast now. Yeah. So... This is kind of our introduction e episode. I'm not even sure this might end up being a full length episode. We'll see where we are at the end of it. <laughs> because if you are, if you're new to us at all, if this is your first podcast we've ever done together, then cool, you're in good company. Welcome. For sure. Welcome. Um, if you have listened to our stuff before, uh, this is kind of our sequel follow up to like I I would say both falling with style and Wallhoo Web Snappers in a lot of ways because hmm. there's some crossover between the two. Yeah. Um in that this is another monthly podcast that we're doing in the same way we did Falling with Style. Like Falling with Style, which was like where we followed uh Pixar's filmography. So the filmography of like a, a thing single animation studio. Right. A single studio, right? So like a single sub a subject basically with lots a whole you know it was that was that, like 26 27 movies mm-hmm. yep. that we covered you know one a month so it took us a while to get through it but so they were different movies but sort of like loosely connected through Pixar created a narrative of sort of Pixar's history with this obviously Godzilla is very different from Pixar in many ways <laughs> still the idea of being one subject that encapsulates a wide array of movies uh but in this case it's a character but it is also something where like the movies are so different from each other over, you know, long time periods and depending on the era that you find it in and depending on what's happening culturally, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff that we can pull from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm really excited. And also like falling with style, uh, it's the reverse of that because Doug was very knowledgeable in Pixar and I had seen <laughs> very few of those movies. Now it's the reverse and I get to be the one in the, uh, in the driver's seat, yeah. uh, forcing Doug to watch all of these movies. I'm strapped in. Yeah. I don't know where yeah. we're going, but I've got my seatbelt on. <laughs> so this episode is going to be a little bit of table setting. Um, I think this is going to be a little different than your standard like intro episode. We will talk about our relationships with Godzilla before we get it, you know, before we start really digging into it. But I also think because I, the impression that I've gotten is that I think that we might actually get some a, a good number of listeners that really, truly know nothing about Godzilla listening to this, which I think is really exciting. Yeah. I, I, and I wanted this to be a podcast that would be good for newcomers because I do think that something like Godzilla is particularly interesting because of how culturally well-known the character is, like, in general, right? But... I think that because it is such a sprawl, there's such a sprawling history with Godzilla as a franchise. I think if you're someone who just knows Godzilla from having heard of it in pop culture, because he's an inescapable character in the same way that like Mickey Mouse and Superman and Spider-Man or whatever is, it might be kind of intimidating to be like, okay, well, like, where do I start? How do I like, quote, get into this? Mm -hmm. You know, and the simple answer is like, you just watch the movies, like like, (laughs) watch them. But I understand that it's like, it's hard to know, like, do I literally start with the first one? And then where do I go from there if there's this many? Um, so, and, and it's also a kind of thing where it's like, not everyone knows what tokusatsu is. Not everyone mm-hmm. is like really familiar with kaiju stuff. And a lot of people just don't watch foreign movies, period. Maybe only know Godzilla from a couple of American movies and are sort of like, hmm. I don't know anything about the Japanese stuff. We should <laughs> check them out, you know? 
so that's there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, so I will we'll talk about some of the Godzilla basics. Um, there's an interesting way that I'm trying to break down the order of the movies that we're watching that I will talk about, and there's a reason for all of that. But before we get into some of the nitty gritty of this stuff, mm-hmm. you said you've seen four Godzilla movies, Doug. So yeah, what are those four? And just like, what's your history with Godzilla? I be- okay, history with Godzilla. I think you describing Godzilla as sort of an inescapable pop culture figure. I think that was my first exposure. I knew of Godzilla before I had ever seen Godzilla in anything. Um, I knew the sort of like, oh my God, it's Godzilla. I knew the gag of like dubbing over voices and then people exaggerating that for jokes, probably on things like Animaniacs or whatever. So I was like aware of Godzilla before I ever consumed anything Godzilla. I'm guessing my first actual thing I saw that was Godzilla in something was probably the 98 movie and cartoon. Um, I I think that makes sense. I would have been 10 years old. I don't know how I would have consumed Godzilla otherwise. I don't have family who are into it at all. Um, And then in addition to that movie, I think the other three would be, I'm quite confident I've seen the original Godzilla movie because I'm pretty sure I watched it for a environmental disasters in horror and science fiction Ooh. movies class in college. That's fun. Uh, the 98 but movie. You saying uh, pretty sure means that you probably don't remember it that well. I don't I'm remember assuming. it very well, but I'm, I'm, I am, I am like 95% sure that that is the movie we watched. We watched a Godzilla movie and I think that's the only one that would have made yeah. sense to watch in that context. For sure. Um, so that one, can I guess the year that was? Would that be 67? I don't even know. No. No. That when was, was much it? Earlier, earlier that than was that? 1954. Okay. Darn. I was way off. Um, so that one, uh, 98, 2014, which was like big, fat, chonky American Godzilla, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what would be the fourth one? I told you four. Oh, Shin. I've seen Shin Godzilla. Oh, okay. So like oh, oh, the, the hey, four I've good. seen, yeah. I think are probably like... I would guess the most expected ones somebody who doesn't go out of their way to watch Godzilla movies would have intersected with. I think that's a very normal collection of, I think that that's probably like, yeah, the average person I'm sure I'm pretty sure like, you know, any, your, my mom has seen all of those movies too. Well, actually no, probably not. Shin's probably the one that's like the outlier. And that's mostly because I'm tapped into like, tokusatsui things and i think it came up a lot in that sphere yeah more so than it was like a mainstream american thing to watch (laughs) yeah no that makes a lot of sense yeah so you're so your baseline i think is probably like what the majority of people's baseline is if they never got got quote got into godzilla whatever that means you know um, so that's that's kind of a cool yeah space to be in. If Shin Godzilla is my deep cut, I think that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, that's really I love that. I wasn't because I actually didn't know. I knew you had only seen like a couple of them. I didn't realize that that was your selection, and I think that's perfect. Zero deep cuts. I'm very yeah. excited because I know that it can be weird, and I just haven't yeah. seen any of the weird. Yeah, you haven't. I mean, seen any I've seen of as the weird movie. as like a big kaiju lizard gets, but. Oh, not but you haven't seen like just the baseline weird, weird not the weird yeah. weird. Yeah, and I would argue you haven't seen other than the original. You haven't really seen like, well, the original and Shin are both really really good. But there's some like Godzilla stuff that is like truly really really good as well. In addition to those, sure, um, and things that I think might hit with you 
particularly like emotionally too. Ooh. But yeah, I think I think so. We'll All see. Right. I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to ask you a few questions. I'll talk about my 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 relation with Godzilla. But while we're on the topic, um, I want to know. I want to quiz you on the very basics in like what you know at all about all Godzilla right. stuff. Let's Super go. Super basic stuff. Uh, do you know what Godzilla's name in Japanese was? Like the name of the original movie? Gojira. Gojira. Yeah. Okay, cool. You got it. That one Word. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a pretty basic one. And it's like, uh, do you know what where the where the name Gojira comes from? Like what? That I don't know. No. Yeah. It's a portmanteau of the Japanese words Gorira for gorilla and Kujira for whale. So it's like a gorilla whale, basically. Fascinating. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, you know, I... <laughs> like he's a big lizard but the idea of it's like uh it's big i think the idea is just big like just thinking of big yeah. and, you know king kong whale like i think it, it yeah. makes sense there's like a bunch of conflicting stories about where that name comes from like people that people don't agree on there's like one long-standing one that it's just like oh there was a worker that they named that they named gojira because he was like really big so like basically fat shaming a person and then use that name for godzilla but like people haven't confirmed that so hmm. there's a lot of conf- that is that is that has been that's like a famous like never really fully been confirmed or been confirmed and then disputed kind of story i don't know it doesn't matter like it's a name that ultimately works in stock but right? the literal so, portmanteau is easy to is, identify right gorilla and whale exactly, exactly is it weird to say i think godzilla's a better name I like a more fitting name maybe is the better way to put it because there's nothing well, wrong with the name gojira yeah i mean i think like it i mean I, yeah, I, I think that there's a reason that even though Godzilla is the Americanized thing that like, it's still like, I don't feel like people get mad that it, that the Americanized name is Godzilla. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there are things where when anime, you know, gets dubbed and things get changed, people are just sort of like, I refuse to use this fucking dumbass name. Oh, that doesn't I happen refuse with to Godzilla? Call this character Kenny. I mean, I'm sure that there are people who are real Always. sticklers about it, but like, I feel like generally it's just sort of like. In Japanese, he's Gojira. In America, he's Godzilla, and that's fine. All like, right. <laughs> it works. That's just where we're at. Perfect. Um, how many Godzilla's movies are there currently in existence? See, I don't know, because here's the thing. I will be totally transparent. I was curious. like, I was like, how many Godzilla movies are we going to end up watching? So I Googled how many mm-hmm. Godzilla movies are there, but I feel like I got two numbers and i didn't dig deeper because i figured we'd talk about it so i think it's like either 33 or 38 yeah uh count okay i i think i know where you got 33 from 38 is counting is all that are out counting the two upcoming ones so 33 might be coming from the two that are not coming that might not be counting the three animated movies because that would be 30 i see okay gotcha 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 yeah um and i i think we should oh here's the thing actually i will go ahead and call myself out i said i've seen all the godzilla movies at the top I will have by the next episode one of the animated movies I haven't seen because it's a heart of a trilogy. <laughs> I've seen the first two. I've seen the last one. I don't really like it that much, but it will be a really interesting conversation. I'm just going to go ahead and watch it just for completion's sake to like finish no, that's, it before we move on. That's fitting. You didn't have to call yourself out like that, but when we did Falling with Style, I fully admitted there was one Pixar movie I hadn't seen. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, but that was also cool because then when we got to it, like we got to experience it together. <laughs> I don't think this would be a fun one to like watch for the first time for the podcast necessarily. For it's both no of us. Like, cars three Derek says <laughs> oh you know what I should have thought through that I forgot cars three was the movie we did that with mm. 
Well, I've maybe well, I will watch it and, deter- and decide if it's better Great. or worse than Cars Three. We'll go from there. <laughs> um, what are Godzilla's powers? Uh, I believe. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> uh, Godzilla big, Godzilla smash. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think that Godzilla, works. I think breathes fire. Um, but I feel like maybe there are different breath powers that Godzilla can have. Maybe. Um, I don't know that even every single version of Godzilla I've seen does that, if I'm being honest. Unsure. Don't really remember what 98 does, to be totally honest. Um, I don't... Oh, oh and there's that famous um, like gif of, of it like surfing on its tail. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> but uh, anything else I think I'd be guessing at. It, it's big, it's strong, uh, it breathes fire and maybe other things and uh can do ultraman monster slides nice i mean you, i th- i pose this as sort of a uh, open-ended not trick question but sort of like there's like a many answers because yeah you're right there's like a lot of different like depending on the version there's always that atomic breath well mm. actually no that's not even true because uh, it's not always Godzilla atomic Nin- yeah well godzilla 98 doesn't have a breath at all oh! so I remembered more right. than I thought I did. You're right. That's why you couldn't remember <laughs> because yeah. there was nothing. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I, I don't remember that much from that movie, but I was like, I don't know where that would have fit in. But I wouldn't right. have been surprised yeah. if I forgot. Because he's just like a straight up dinosaur in that movie. Like he's not like a really atomic anything. Yeah. So you named all the famous things. He's got atomic okay. breath and he's 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 big. He stomp. He does the tail thing. Yeah. They like when you get to some later like Showa movies. Yeah. Yeah, you can do some wild shit. Okay, but like you got the, hev- the the atomic breath is the, the what I was going That's for. That's the big one. The heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah. Cool. The Hanna Barbera cartoon. He also has laser eyes. Oh, as hell. you know, if I had to get, if you had said like, you know, keep guessing, I I feel like that <laughs> would have been pretty high on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and lastly, before we move on, I will have more at the end. I'll have some fun ones at the end. Okay. These are just the, the basic ones. Two ways to answer this. What would you say are the top five most famous kaiju in Godzilla's orbit? Okay. Or can you even name five? Sure. Just name five. I think the question is, can I name five? And obviously not including Godzilla, right? So, mm-hmm. and this is in Godzilla's orbit. Yeah, because, you know, there's plenty right. of other kaiju movies that exist, but so, like ones that you think have fought or teamed up with or crossed yeah. over with Godzilla. So Mothra probably, I think, is, is I, I think most people at any familiarity would yeah. probably know of Mothra. Um, King Ghidorah. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but mm-hmm. that's like yeah. three-headed dragon, right? Yeah. Um, Gamera is um, maybe like a turtle? So that's cool that you know Gamera, but Gamera is like a direct competitor with Godzilla like okay. in terms of production studio. So technically, but like I think that's a fair thing to think though because Still like wrong. That's okay. In Go- it's in Godzilla's orbit in the meta sense, but like they haven't like teamed up or fought or whatever. So, um you know. okay, so I've got two. King Kong <laughs> I feel like has to count. It's literally like a Godzilla yeah. versus King Kong. Absolutely. Um is Mecha Godzilla cheating? <laughs> no, I think okay. that counts. That's fine. <laughs> um and then do I know one more? I feel like I must know at least one more. Oh, that's only four. I thought I was going to get five because of Gamera. Uh, I think I am at a loss enough that the buzzer has buzzed. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I mean, that's. but I feel like that's good table setting because even living in pop culture and being immersed in like tokusatsu stuff, right? Which we didn't really talk about, but like... Mm-hmm. 
I feel like you have crossed paths with plenty of people who would be talking around or about Godzilla or posting them from Godzilla. And even still, this is sort of like what you've absorbed. And I think it's the, the basic answers that most people would have. Like, I think those are sort of like the famous ones that I don't think any of those were deep cuts either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They're like, you just listed like all the most famous ones. So (laughs) yeah, I think that works. I, yeah, good. I'm, but this is exactly where I was hoping we would be though, because then that's kind of exciting because like, there's so many like weird ass fucking monsters to discover that I think you will like potentially fall in love with that you would have never heard of that either that like are popular within people who like these movies um, or just like maybe are more popular in Japan rather than here in America. Mm -hmm. But like, it's, it's exciting that like you have that on the horizon to discover. I love that. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's where we're at. Yeah. That's yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to pretend to be like, I guess in our context, I guess I'm quote the expert of the two of us, but I don't, I didn't want to go into this podcast being like, I know everything about Godzilla. And like, I don't think that a lot of our conversations are going to be super deep in like production stuff necessarily. Unless sure. It's really interesting. Right. Um, especially cause like one of the challenges I think of this podcast will be that Godzilla has existed since 1954 and is very, very popular and is literally taught in film classes. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of stuff has been talked about to death when we do the next, the first movie next week, like I, I, I we could go down the whole production history, but it's sort of like, or you could like read the 70 books that have been written, written about it instead. You know, I think it's going to be more interesting. Yeah. Like I think getting the cultural context and historical context out for people who are 100% unfamiliar is helpful for all of those things. But I don't think we're going to be doing like super deep dives on the backstory stuff. I think it's going to be more like, coming into it as people watching these movies in 2023, what are our thoughts and you watching them for the first time mm-hmm. um, and not really knowing what comes after and then talking about that and having like fun, interesting analytical conversations from there. Right. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. So if you are someone who was a huge Godzilla fan and knows everything, like you probably know more than I do TBH, but hopefully we'll still bring some like new cool conversations yeah. just from like the two of us. You We're know? not writing a textbook here. Right. We're just hoping to have some insight. Yeah. Yeah. And like, here's the thing for me too. I think that I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, I'm not like other Godzilla fans because that's not true. (laughs) Actually, most of my opinions are like the most milk toast, like whatever your, the standard top five favorite movies are. Like that's my top five. Like Mm -hmm. all my opinions are so fucking normal. I have like zero hot takes about Godzilla stuff, but I, 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 I'm not someone who has a lot of, I think, the same nostalgia for a lot of the classic movies that a lot of, like, long-time Godzilla fans do. Because my experience with it was as a kid, I really loved the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla cartoon, um, which is very loosely tied to the movies. And I still do. I think that cartoon's fun as hell. But, like, it's not a it's not a movie, Godzilla. Like, it's mm-hmm. very much its own take. But the idea of, like, a giant lizard and also kind of like you just knowing from general pop culture who Godzilla was, yeah. that was enough for me to get an idea. And a lot of people I think who are like really hardcore Godzilla fans have like their first Godzilla classic Godzilla movie they remember seeing. And I don't, that like maybe stuck out to them or was sort mm-hmm. of like, okay, I got my, the, it's got a, it's hooks in me now. And that didn't really like happen for me necessarily. It was like, I really liked the cartoon a lot and I liked the idea of giant monsters. And I feel like, Power Rangers came first Mm. before I ever saw a classic Godzilla movie. And the thing with Power Rangers is that like 
it also is tokusatsu. We will talk about that if you don't know what tokusatsu is. It's like a tokusatsu thing. It's got giant monsters. It's got a lot of Japanese influences. Mm -hmm. And I think that primed me for like, I think these fucking giant weird ass monsters are cool. And so when I eventually stumbled on like probably an MS3TK airing of a Godzilla movie, I think the earliest thing that I can remember is I think it was the original um, the original Mothra Gush's Godzilla movie. I think that that was my first one that I watched, but I don't have like a distinct vivid memory of it. It was just, I just remember seeing like, wow, these two little tiny ladies and the big, beautiful <laughs> moth. I don't know what's going on, but it was enough, but, but it's enough. Like I remember that now, like yeah. I, it's still enough to have stuck with me. Um, so like, it wasn't like I watched a Godzilla movie and fell in love. It was more like, I think the general idea of like the cartoon and power Rangers introducing me to the idea of like people, giant monsters, people in rubber suits as giant monsters. Yeah. And then getting at least a glimpse of like that, uh, of, uh, of the Mothra movie, um, was enough to just to like implant itself in my brain, but I didn't like go heavy into Godzilla for like a long time until much later in life. You know, mm-hmm. um, I did watch the 98 Godzilla movie when it came out. My whole family was really excited for that and we watched it. And it was like, this is kind of weird and bad. So of course we bought it on VHS <laughs> and DVD and watch it over and over uh-huh. and over and over again. So I've probably seen do. that movie more than any other Godzilla movie, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, so like those are sort of my early experiences. But I think what really helped me a lot with eventually like never losing love for it, even though I wasn't like diving hard to it as into it as a fandom in the same way that I did a lot of other stuff in my life for a long time was because like I think my dad gave me a lot of appreciation for practical effects and like old school sci-fi stuff. Sure. And and the thing is like, he was never super into Godzilla stuff. Like I've talked to him recently, I think. And he like, didn't even realize that they made Godzilla movies in like the nineties at all. Like <laughs> just completely like he's yeah. seen, you know, some old ones on TV, but he never like sought them out or anything necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think he was always very smart about recognizing like the artistry of, of these like old sci-fi movies. Right. Sure. And so I remember, I, I think that like a lot of people had their sort of come to Jesus moment when they realized like, Oh, the American cut of the Godzilla movie that like, you know, is like sort of badly dubbed and like cuts in a bunch of American scenes and stuff. Like the, the sort of perception uh, that America had for a long time of Godzilla being very silly and goofy, like isn't necessarily true to what the original was. And I think like, he was always just interested enough that like he would watch a documentary that would mention it and retained it, pass that on to me. Like, Oh, you know, I think the original Godzilla movie was very, very like really dark and really, you know, uh, meant to be a, you know, a cultural allegory, like right out, pull out right out of history. Right. Mm -hmm. And the other thing about my dad is that he was always very good about being the kind of person who like, he was very super nerdy, but like internally sure. so he wouldn't like force that stuff you know you know i talk to some parents sometimes and they're just sort of like yes. i'm going to indoctrinate my children with all the things i loved as a child yeah and it's like that's just going to turn them off of what you <laughs> love not to give parenting <laughs> advice on this podcast but like that's going to make them hate the things you love yeah he was just sort of like here's what i love if you want to join me in it yeah you can if you want to ask me about it i will tell you all about it everything i know sure but if not that's fine and so like Again, he was never deep into Godzilla, but just because it was a part of pop culture and it was a classic sci-fi thing, mm-hmm. like he knew he was interested in it. And so I think that like that sort of knowledge from him just would be, that just interested me even more. Like, yeah, I think a lot of my a lot of lo- love for like 
Harryhausen stuff and like stop motion things came from him as well. Like just like watching that stuff and me seeing him watch it and be like, this looks fucking cool as hell. And then asking yeah. him how they made it. And he explained to me what he learned from some like late night documentary. He watched about it or something. Yeah. So all of that is to say, I think my whole life, I think I understood the idea that like the Godzilla thing is fucking cool. It is old school special effects that I love. Mm-hmm. It is man in a giant monster suit which i love and they're also like smart movies that it seems like a lot of people in pop culture don't really give a fair shake to in the correct way like popular but like like you were saying people do the the, the dumb parodies of like look how badly dubbed this is and now the japanese people are running and screaming and the lip sync is off like that's kind of what you knew especially in the 90s Mm -hmm. that's what you knew about these movies right and so i don't think i ever forgot that it's sort of like i know that there's something more to this it's just a matter of like diving into it and i think from there i would like occasionally see godzilla movies on tv and stuff but it, it really wasn't honestly until like Maybe like five or so years ago that I was sure. like, I think I really want to commit to this and just watch all of them because I it's been in my orbit for so long. Like, why not just watch all the fucking Godzilla shit, right? Yeah, this was like a much smaller commitment, but I kind of did that with King Kong. It was like really late sure. where I was just like, why the fuck not watch a bunch of King Kong movies? You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, a thing that yeah. I was culturally aware of, but it just never exactly. really engaged with. So I get that. Exactly. Yeah. And... Yeah, and so I, I did, you know, and it, it really helped when the Criterion set came out because it's like, well, there's 15 <laughs> movies just handed to there me right go. now. Um, and then from there, you know, eventually, like very recently, all the movies are like way more accessible now than they ever were. But, you know, you could always find them online or whatever if you couldn't find the DVDs. So like, right. but I think having that Criterion collection really helped me like substantially because suddenly it's like I don't even have to make an effort to watch these. I've just, I bought the set and now mm-hmm. I can just watch them all. Yeah. And then it's, it went from there. So like, I, I don't really have a lot of like nostalgia necessarily for Godzilla. I do for like, again, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon. I do for the, um, the, the, the sequel to the 98 movie that, that or the cartoon sequel. To oh, it. I was like, hold I think, on. Yeah, you just dropped yeah, a bomb sorry, on me. Sorry. <laughs> the, the one that you, you mentioned too. Yes, like the, I did watch the, the, cartoon, the Godzilla, yeah. the series, which I still like, I watched that recently. It holds up really well. It's a great show. <laughs> it's a, an amazing like sequel series to a yeah. not great movie. <laughs> but yeah, so like I don't have a lot of the same like nostalgia for the character that I think a lot of other people do, um, which I hope what could be kind of a fun perspective while we're watching this because it's like I'm not coming through with like revisiting these movies from my childhood and seeing how bad they are or whatever. It's just sort of like I've seen posts from people just being like, oh, you only like like people only like like this era of movies because of nostalgia. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I watched it when I was like 32 years old. Yeah. And I loved it. So, yeah. No maybe, childhood maybe connection. So just proves your theory there. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So uh, anyway, I, I, I would hope that 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 provides an, an interesting perspective, like coming at it as someone who has been enjoying them as an adult um, and as someone who like already loved like tokusatsu and old school effects and sci-fi yeah. and stuff as well. Sure. So the table setting that I talked about before, who is Godzilla? Well, first we're best friends. It's the first thing you should know. Godzilla and he's, Derek. That is Godzilla and Derek. Yeah. Uh, he's 69 years old. Nice. <laughs> Originally created by director and co-writer Ishiro Honda, special effects director Iji Tsuburaya, and producer Tomoyuki Tanaka. Those are the three names that I think are very important. I'll talk about them a little bit. Probably what I want to do today for this podcast is just like more define what tokusatsu is and what kaiju is and Godzilla's role in that. Oh, yeah. And then... 
next week, obviously, that way it's out of the way. So then next week, like, we can talk about the movie from, like, the historical context angle without really having to deal with, like, the real production stuff behind it. Yeah. So it's more going to be, like, the nitty-gritty stuff uh, for the next half hour or so. Cool. Other thing I think just would interest you, Doug, uh, Godzilla's pronouns are he slash it, depending on which language and continuity. Because ah. uh, in Japan, they, they 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 use basically their version of like gender neutral terms sure. for like pretty much all the monsters, honestly. Um, I'm and used like, to this. Pokemon does yeah. this too, whether people realize it or not. Right. Monsters, yokai, go whatever, like often it's it's a it's a neutral term even if they have a gender. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of its and stuff. And, you know, obviously, like like with the name Godzilla, it's just like the way that things were imported and translated. You know, gender was ascribed onto him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just sort of like became the norm. But like, I also don't think that's a thing that like, I'm sure there are some people who get mad about it. I don't think that's a thing that like people really f- fight over. I don't feel like I know like Tanaka, one of the creators, I think he, in his book, I don't know how it came up, but he's just like, yeah, he's probably a guy. Like, it just seems like he'd be a male. Like, <laughs> I don't. I think that it's just sort of like, we're fine. We'll just call him a guy. It's not a big deal. But if you want to say it, that's correct, too. I, both are correct. It doesn't matter. Sure. I like ascribing gender to him because it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> a few things to define. And this is stuff that you are, you do know about, Doug. Ooh. Yeah, because... I think that if you are truly new to any of this stuff, like truly new to it, you'll hear us toss around the word tokusatsu or toku a lot. And you're familiar with this, Doug. Both of us have watched plenty of toku stuff. We love toku. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. In the most basic terms, toku and tokusatsu, it's just the Japanese definition for like any live action that uses a lot of special effects, specifically practical effects. Obviously, nowadays, that includes CGI, but like for the majority of, of the life of the genre, it's like very specialized in practical effects. It's credited to Godzilla's co-creator, Tsuburaya. I, I think that, that I, the way that I have found that it's easier to describe Toku is actually comparing it to Kabuki Theater. Ooh. Like, it clicked with me. It's sort of like, that's the sort of missing piece when I try to just, because if you just say like, I don't know, live action special effects, it's just like, so Marvel movies are Toku. And it's like, I mean, you could argue that, but there maybe, but like, but you know, the vibe it's, it's sort of like, you know, whether it, the definition applies or not. And looking at something like a major massive studio budget, largely CGI dependent sort of thing. Like, the vibe is is wrong and when you get into the production you're sort of like oh yeah no it's like made a completely different way like the yeah. way that tokusatsu stuff is made um i don't know specifically you probably do it's just like it's just a, a very different process than yeah looking behind the scenes of your iron man movie right i mean it's i mean it's it, a lot of it is practical i think no matter what even these days with a lot more cgi there's just a lot more practical stuff done um like and and i think kabuki is like it, there, it really is in the bones of it because like kabuki i think really established these really early kind of practical special effects because they were doing on a live theater there's a lot of like puppetry that i think they really innovated um and i think if you think about it like kabuki is known for like these really colorful and elaborate costumes, mm. like this integration of song and dance in, in in this like very performance centered aspect of it. Yeah, and like when you see a kabuki play, everything it's like it's not meant to be naturalistic. It is meant to be very big and flamboyant yeah. and bombastic and like quote over the top. All things that kind of play into like when you translate it to film. It's camp, basically. Yeah. Like, and a, a lot of tokusatsu is just camp. Yeah. You know? It also, I, I think it helps to relate it back to a form of theater um, because I do think 
while all film obviously has roots in theater and it's like really obvious when you watch lots of old films that are literally just like a play on film i do think tokusatsu hasn't gotten as far away from that root as a lot of other film whether that's tv or actual like movies and stuff have i think largely theater and like movies by most people's definitions, are just like fully separate sort of art forms. Sure. Um, tokusatsu still feels like it retains some of that theatrical sort of flair. That's a yeah. That actually that's a very good way to to summarize that. Absolutely. Yeah. The theatrical aspect of it. I'll get into how that really segues with Godzilla in a second. But the other term to define would be kaiju. It's a thing that I'm sure people hey. have heard before. It's kind of it's in a lot of in a lot of cases. I think you will find it as like a subcategory of, of toku, right? It doesn't have to be, but like a lot of your standard famous Japanese kaiju movies are just a tokusatsu production. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it just means like it's just giant monster movies, basically. Yeah. If you want to get in, if you want to get really into the semantics and the etymology, which is interesting, technically kaiju was like a bastardization of this ancient Chinese term that just meant strange beasts that the Japanese kind of picked up in the 1930s. Sure. And it's actually daikaiju that technically means giant beast. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Language <laughs> evolves. Basically, we all associate the word kaiju with giant yeah. monsters. So, like, you know, your Godzillas, your Pacific Rims, your Gameras, yeah. your Power Rangers monsters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, that's when you hear us say kaiju, that's what that means. Yeah. But the way that all of that kind of intersects with toku and everything we were talking about, these theatrical practical effects, how kaiju is part of Toku, yeah. how Toku generates kaiju. The sort of earliest origins come from actually like America's occupation of Japan after World War II. Uh, that meant that there were a lot of American imports like motion pictures that found their way into Japan at that time. Mm-hmm. So like there was like a re-release of America's King Kong movie from 33. Ah, around that time. okay. That really kind of ex- explodes because, you know, I think uh, that people <laughs> haven't seen that before over there. Yeah. And then I think it's followed pretty quickly by the international release of Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, which like if you watch that now, you can definitely see Godzilla sort of in the DNA of it. Okay. It features a Ray Harryhausen cur- uh, created dinosaur and it's terrorizing the U.S. So, you know, a giant yeah. dinosaur stampeding through a city. Aww. You kind of can see the connections, right? <laughs> it's still vi- not, it's still very different yeah. from Godzilla. I think, I think the key to like King Kong is a good movie, but like in terms of both of them, like they're not these like big allegories, right? And like the monsters are big, but not, huge they're not gargantuan beasts they're not gargantuan skyscraper sized monsters right right and so um tomoyuki tanaka the toho producer i mentioned earlier like is sort of like we should capitalize on this and do our own version of this because at this point like america kind of it's seen as america's domain for doing these big monster movies because they're Hollywood's the only place that has really tried to do these things and like doing stop motion effects are incredibly complicated and expensive. Right. So like you have to have a really good sustainable film production industry to be able to pull it off. You know, there is some other historical context for like why the idea for Godzilla comes up. I think it's better to talk about that next week because that really, that's going to come up naturally when we're talking about the movie. Sure. It's all in the allegory, but like there are events that happen. you lucky dragon, atomic bombs. We will talk about <laughs> it next week. That generates the idea for Godzilla that comes up. So, talking about, the, just talking about the technical production stuff right now. So 
you know, that, that the idea for Godzilla comes up. They're sort of like, we want to do our movie. We want to do Gojira. It's going to be a big swing. Tanaka brings in Subaraya because he is this respected effects director. Um, he actually had just before been under a blacklist during the American occupation because he participated in the creation of these very lifelike battle sequences that were used in Japanese propaganda films. Ah. Like he did a very accurate recreation of Pearl Harbor. Interesting. S- Right. It is very interesting, but like it's clear that he had the chops for yeah. effects and action. And like, you know, I don't know what his situation was and why, he, you know, he, it might not have been his choice to be working on these propaganda films, you know. Yeah. And in addition to that, he uh, he hired fantasy mystery writer Sigiro Kiyama to help write the story alongside Toho director Ishiro Honda, who directed the first movie. He would direct many Godzilla movies. And he really... I know that Kiyama like helped create this, the the initial story for it, but I think Honda really like was a major force in creatively refining that story and everything. Funny enough, this collaboration was known as Project G. <laughs> G just stood for giant ah. because they hadn't named Godzilla yet. It was just a coincidence. <laughs> but beautiful coincidence. I like it. Beautiful coincidence. But the reason I'm bringing all of this up. They're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do it like King Kong and and like, you know, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. We're going to do a stop motion movie. But then Tsuburaya is like, it's going to take like seven years to do that, FYI. And Tanaka's like, you got six months, buddy. <laughs> That's when all this sort of collides and um, Tsuburaya has to create this new technique, essentially, that you can actually do quickly, which is to put a guy in a suit, essentially. (laughs) Yes, and there was much rejoicing. And much rejoicing. I mean, (laughs) look, it paid off. Like, it it is what is called suitmation is what it came to be known as. It is literally a person in a mobile monster suit, stops around a little miniature city, my dream job, essentially. (laughs) But... I mean, the idea is like Godzilla was, like we said, it's it was the biggest monster to date ever created, like a gargantuan creature. This is the first time you will see this on screen, like like no other movie before this has a creature this big. So the idea of having to like make a little miniature city that's not it's and it's not like a city on another planet, like it's meant to be true to life. So they have to try to find some way to do something that is accurate to Tokyo. Yeah. And try to put it to scale as much as possible. Like, that is a complicated task. Oh, yeah. That's why it's such a big deal to see. And and it's like, I mean, it's a swing, right? Like, they don't know how this is ultimately going to work. Like, Subaraya is, at this point, has done a lot of special effects work. But he's creating something new. And it's like, it could just look awful. Like, it could... Doing this on stage doesn't necessarily mean it's going to reflect on screen. Yeah. So, like, it was a swing to do this. But it worked. It, people have never seen anything like it before. <laughs> they, you know, you're seeing a fucking gargantuan. Yeah. I think that's something that will be important for us to remember when we're watching oh. it for the podcast next week is like, this is the first time people would have seen something, seen something like this. Yeah. You well, know? I think we take for granted how big Godzilla would have appeared because like Godzilla, and I don't know, I know that all, I don't, I don't know specifics about this. I just know that there are many different sizes for Godzilla. So I'm making a very general yeah, yeah, statement yeah, sure. as someone who's sure. still who's seen four movies. Um, but like just the idea that that a monster would be the size of a skyscraper is kind of ridiculous. I mean, at this point, we know pretty much how big dinosaurs were. They're big. They're not that big. You know what I mean? Blue yeah, whales are big. Yeah. They're not that big. And so right. now that we've been inundated with like 
theoretical massive monsters and kaiju is a thing that people are well aware of and stuff like i think some of that gets lost but yeah i mean just thinking of the scale of it uh and seeing that for the first time and it being the very first one is a cool thing to think about yeah yeah i mean and it definitely again there's there's a cultural context for it that i think we'll talk about next week but like i think no matter what, it hit really big with people who were watching it. It was the biggest film of the year, the year it came out. And so it's sort of, and it really established Doho as like an effects driven studio, which mm-hmm. it still is to this day. Like it is one of, one of the big ones. Right. Oh, yeah. So like, so I think it's sort of, this establishes these toku techniques, these practical techniques, the suitmation technique that is going to be like a huge mainstay in the toku genre going forward. You know, you're going to so much of what we see in modern day toku, so much stuff you see in Super Sentai, Power Rangers, Kamen Rider, Ultraman, the the Japanese Spider-Man show up through like things that are inspired by tokusatsu. Like that is stuff that started with Godzilla. Like Godzilla basically invented that genre. Hell yeah. Very cool stuff. Um, that's why Godzilla's great. We're best friends. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to get to, I, I, when I said table setting, the table is very big and there's a lot of plates that are being set here. So it's a feast. The, other, <laughs> the other thing is the podcast structure, because to understand that, I think I wanted to break down the eras of Godzilla because it's kind of what we're going by. So. Like we said, there's like 38 movies that we're going to be covering. <laughs> so we're doing it. Again, this is a monthly podcast. If it was weekly, you know, we could just do them in order or whatever. But, like, it's a monthly podcast. I really didn't want to spend, like, we would spend a whole year and still be in, like, 74 or something. <laughs> like, 1974. Like, I, actually, I think earlier than that. I think we'd be in, like, 70, like, 1970. I don't know. Like, we would, we would, it would take a long time to get anywhere. And I do think the joy of Godzilla, to me, is how differently the character and the world is presented and how different some of these movies are from each other. And I do think this is where the walloping web snappers part is in the DNA. That is our Spider-Man podcast. Mm -hmm. We look at every Spider-Man cartoon every day. And similarly, we don't go chronologically. We actually jump around. Right. And a big reason we do that is, is so we're not just stuck in the sixties for like, you know, six months or something. It kind of gives, gives us a taste, gives people an opportunity to jump in on the shows that they're, you know that they're into yeah as we it keeps along. thing it, it gives us a sense of variety but it also allows us to see the bigger picture at a at a bit more of a rapid pace than what chronologically does you know what i mean like yeah. pixar it made sense to go chronologically one it was a smaller thing um to kind of <laughs> tackle but also it was one creative force right so we were watching the evolution of one creative force generally um but with spider-man and, and godzilla like you know there's We're going to start to see the bigger picture sooner if we get to jump around. Yeah, and I trust and like think about Godzilla movies. I know that it, there was a uh, there was a, a funny silly little meme that went around that was like, "Here's your the the correct order to watch Godzilla movies." It was meant to be a joke and just like make it look as complicated as possible. <laughs> as a Halloween fan, I thought that was a hundred percent serious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, some it, it's like it. It's not totally wrong. There's some stuff that it's embellished, but it's like, but, it, but, but the Godzilla series is sort of similar to Halloween in that it's sort of like, there are some things that are sequels to other things, but not everything. Some yeah. stuff is a sequel. There's like, like, like multiple Branched sequels to the original movie. Multiple range continuities. Some things reboot some things, some things reboot other ones, like, you know, whatever. And, and, and that's a thing that I think can be very intimidating for people when they try to jump oh, into sure. a franchise and just be like, why the fuck would he even care then? But the thing about Godzilla movies is that it's like, 
I don't, there's some continuity, but like, it doesn't fucking it doesn't matter. matter. Like you, can, you really can jump into any movie. And it's like, <laughs> if there, there are definitely some eras of Godzilla that have more continuity than other eras where like more characters carry over. And there are like some light plot lines that carry from one to the other, but like they really are truly built with the idea in mind that it's like, this might be someone's first Godzilla movie. And that is fine. Like you are more rewarded if you watch them all in an order, but you don't have to, you can fucking jump into any of them. Any of them well, it's fine. And somebody who's engaged with other forms of tokusatsu that feels like completely normal to me you know something mm-hmm. even if we're just talking the american the, the most successful american version in power rangers like you can jump into power rangers kind of anywhere um with any series yeah. yeah sometimes they attempt to make it make sense with continuity and sometimes they're just like fuck it here's a new thing you know yeah yeah sentai does the yeah. same thing ultraman does the same thing common rider does the same thing yeah, it's just sort of like if you want to be a completionist, you can. If not, that's fine too. Yeah. It's, that's all right. There's a lot of movies. No one's at this point expecting to watch every Godzilla movie unless you really want yeah, to. Yeah, connect know? them if you want to and feel inspired. Yeah. Start somewhere totally different if that's where you're at. Yeah. So, like, that's the thought process. Um, so, what I will say is that it's not, a, it's never going to be like wildly out of order in that, like, if there are things that are sort of in a shared era or continuity, you're never going to see like a movie that's, that comes, that's part of the same continuity out of order. Like, I'm sure. going to keep them in order in their respective eras, if that makes sense. I get you. I think actually it's going to be easier to break it down into what those eras are because it's actually very well segmented, to be honest. Sure. So, the first era of Godzilla, the Showa era. Ah. Yep. That is the big one. That is 15 movies spanning 1954 to 1975. It's the OG. That is one where, like, the techni- technically it's in continuity. Technically it's a shared <laughs> continuity. It doesn't fucking matter. And you can even, like, separate those films into, like, three subcategories. We'll get to those as they come. Sure. But, like, that is the classic stuff. That is that is the original Godzilla and all the direct sequels to it that changed very substantially mm-hmm. over those 15 movies. Where we're going to see the end of the Showa era, very different from what you see from the original movie, which is very going to be very fun to track. Yeah. And also, actually, if you don't know, these names come from like the the emperor of japan yeah. at that time and so like you i actually kind of like that better than the way we do like naming are almost arbitrarily here in the states you know like no it's, it's like ever like ultraman and common writer yeah. and super sentai they all follow they also the have same show era yeah. they say era you know all the same era names it's nice as somebody who like most of my favorite properties are these like long decades long things but none of them have like Survivor doesn't have set eras. You know what I mean? Power Rangers has eras defined by the production company, and even that's sort of a mess. That. You know what it's I mean? Weird. So like yeah. having it tied to something that's just actually a historical era yeah. is so easy to follow. And I love that all the Toku Satsu so stuff good. just follows that same convention. Because it makes sense. Yeah. I saw someone posting with like with like Doctor Who and Star Wars, like Showa era Star Wars is the original trilogy. <laughs> like, and I'm like honestly, I kind of would prefer that to what you we know. Do. <laughs> wouldn't be mad. We just wouldn't don't have mad. something that would be as satisfying to define as yeah. eras, you know. Or we could just call it the Showa, Showa era Star Wars. Yeah, we could just yeah, era that's Star true. Wars. We could just adopt like, it. Why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, but yeah. So Showa era Star Wars is the original is the original era that runs through 1975. Next up, you have the Heisei era. That is only seven movies from 1984 to 1995. That is the one I will say is like the most continuity. Like that is that that is there is a pretty like more characters carry over through the movies. There is mm-hmm. more trackable storylines. Still not that deep. You can still, <laughs> it'll still be fine. Uh, next up is the Millennium era. That is only six movies. That spans from 99 to 2004. 
Um, so they it was, t- it was still it was still during that's Heisei two basically. <laughs> right, it's Heisei two, but like they wanted to break it up I because it's you. a very different. The reason being that it like it, it's the next time there's a reboot essentially. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, you know Heisei the Heisei era starts with a reboot. Yeah. Then then those movies complete themselves in the Millennium Era. Ninety nine picks up with another reboot. Those are also really interesting because they're actually mostly anthology movies. Like okay. every movie does its own thing. Yeah. No continuity except for two that are sequels to each other. We'll get to that in a couple gotcha. of years. I also apologize. Heisei two is like a really common thing in Common Rider because they mm. re- they rebooted at a certain point. So the the era is really uh-huh. the Heisei era is really long. Um, gotcha. And they and that was like a, a every single year in that era was basically a Common Rider. And so very common phrase, (laughs) but doesn't apply necessarily to every property. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's it is basically it's Heisei two Millennium. I think works because yeah, I like that. It is happening at the turn of the Millennium, and the first movie is like Godzilla two thousand colon Millennium, and it comes out in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, I love it. You know, makes sense. Easy. Yeah, yeah. So that ends in two thousand and four, and then next up is the Reiwa era. That is the one we are currently in 20, 2016 to present. Currently, the only movies in that are Shin Godzilla, the animated Netflix trilogy, and then the upcoming uh, Godzilla minus one falls into that category, and then we also have the american movies which we will also cover that's uh, the gods that's just godzilla 98 and then the monsterverse movies yeah. so we basically have like for us for our podcast we have like these five categories we're working with my idea is that we're sort of rotating them out not necessarily equally because obviously again there's 15 show era movies and then like everything else only has a couple so you're definitely going to have points when it's like a couple of back-to-back Showa movies, then a Heisei movie, a Millennium movie, a couple of Showa movies, et cetera, et cetera. And mm. the way that I'm working out my schedule is trying to break them. If I can find a theme within them, I will. But because I don't want to go too much out of aura order within these respective era, uh, eras, like, for example, you're going to see Mechagodzilla from the Heisei era, a Millennium era, long before you ever see Mechagodzilla from the Showa era <gasps> because he doesn't show up until the very end of that. Gotcha. So like okay. that's going to be that could be a little bit weird for you <laughs> as a list, as as Doug and also as if you're following along as a listener. But like again, I don't know that I it's feel, that weird for me or a listener who's in my position because I don't have I think it's honestly weird. It might be weirder for people who Mm-hmm. are are have already consumed either the whole canon or the majority of it you know yeah and also i consider like again we don't all who have snappers so there are times when we like talk about certain characters like way out of or like their adaptations out of order right and i think that we are still smart enough to connect those dots for the conversation and, and make those comparisons i think we benefit from it because that way yeah. we get to talk about five different harrys because we didn't spend all of our time on right. one series where we only get one Harry Osborn, you know? Right. And, and also like in real life, most people are being introduced to this stuff out of order anyway. Yeah. Like your first Godzilla movie is going to depend on when you were born and what movie is coming <laughs> out when you're old enough yeah. to watch one, you know? Just like so Spider-Man, like a lot of people, just like Power Rangers, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. You know, so I don't think the, the order of the stuff necessarily matters, and I think that, you know, we'll just, inter- we can integrate that into the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, retroactively. So with all that said, the upcoming schedule for the next few months, just to get a really good idea of like how this will work next week, we're going to do obviously the very first Godzilla Gojira 1954. Um, and then after that, we're going to have three 
months of movies that are each their own direct sequels to that original oh. Godzilla movie that basically jump-started their individual eras. I'm learning all this as you listeners are yeah. hearing Derek say it. Um, and yeah. that is very exciting to me. I already mentioned that I'm a Halloween fan and Halloween. Yeah. The, the the first Halloween movie has several sequels and that's one of the things I love about it. So I'm very yeah. excited about this. Well, the, yeah, the way that things are sequelized, I think, is the way that, they, you know, depending on what time period you're in, how you choose to sequelize yeah. that original Godzilla movie. And like, you know, the time in yeah. between, I think, is really interesting. Oh, yeah. So, November, it's the direct sequel to that movie in the Showa era, Godzilla Raids Again from 55. December, it's the first reboot sequel, which is the first movie of the Heisei era, The Return of Godzilla from 1984. And then January, we start off the new year with the next reboot sequel that started the Millennium Era, entitled Godzilla 2000 colon Millennium from 1999. Oh, this is so <laughs> exciting to me. I've been like yeah. waiting to know like what we were going like how we were going to break it down i had no idea and this is yeah. oh i'm so excited this is where we're starting and how we're Yay. starting <laughs> yeah yeah there are some things that like it's sort of like i'm surprised that it worked out like oh wow this just so happens that i can line up like multiple mothra movies like around the same time or whatever sure. um it doesn't always and like i'm still trying to figure out exactly where to plug in like the rewa movies and stuff like that since like they're kind of coming out right now but Obviously, and the American movies as well. We'll cross that bridge as we come to it. Obviously, sure. we've got many years to do this podcast mm-hmm. at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So about to wrap up here, but a few other spare points to tackle that. Like, I'm thinking of the frequently asked questions. If you are familiar with Godzilla stuff, um, like any Japanese foreign or any foreign thing, really subs versus dubs. Right. Um, some movies are hard to find. For Godzilla, even with the Pluto TV thing, like there's a couple of them that they still haven't put on there. And sometimes depending on like weird rights issues or whatever, like Pluto has an odd sort of collection of like some movies, they only have the dubs, some movies, they have the subs and like a lot of Godzilla movies, dubs are notoriously bad. unfortunately. (laughs) So like it's, I think it's very, but it's very much a thing where it's like, I'm not a stickler about it, honestly. Like one of my favorite Godzilla movies, the first time I watched it was a really bad dub of it. And I guess what? Mm-hmm. Still cried three times. So like, I think you can still get a lot out of it for you, Doug. It's really going to be like whatever you fucking want to do. If you just want to pop on whatever's on Pluto TV, whether it's a dub or not, go for it. I will probably try to, if a, if the dub isn't easily available, try to like yeah. get the sub for it because they are going to be better. But like also I've watched plenty of the dubs of these movies too. And it's, I still have a great time. I so, think like, dubs are fun. I've watched Honest, Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. is is famous for its bad dubs and I sure. think they're so much fun. So they're... I might it might be a combination. I think honestly for me it'll often depend on like how many hoops I have to jump through to get the version yeah. that I'm looking for. So sometimes I, it'll be easy, yeah. sometimes it'll be hard and I'll go from there. I think that is extremely, extremely, extremely fair. And you know what? Some of some of those dub voices are fucking hilarious. Right. So like it can be fun, you know, as long as they're having a good time. I, I you know, I, I think I trust both of us that we're not going to like that, that, uh, that a uh, not great or silly dub isn't going to like completely demolish our perspectives on the movie outside of that, too. I don't you know? think so. Um, also like there are very famously like alternate cuts of movies specifically. This is what I'm worried about. (laughs) Yeah. There's some weirdness with like, uh, with, um, with like King Kong versus Godzilla, but like for the most part, 
um, the main two things are like the American cut of the original, which is the King of the Monsters, and then the cut of the Return of Godzilla, which is Godzilla eighty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that those are, would be really interesting things to cover at some point, especially with our Power Rangers background. Okay, like, to see because like you know that's sort of like what. Uh, in in some ways, like what it gets done with Power Rangers, you know, decades later, like you sort of see the, the oh the yeah 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 I see what that, you're saying you know? yeah I and I do think those are interesting, but obviously the priority is the movies you haven't seen, not movies that you'd be seeing an alternate cut of. So like <laughs> I would like to do something about those, and yeah. also and also Raymond Burr is in those, and he has a fucking full ass meal in those movies. Oh my I god, saw, especially I saw you tweeting five. Oh my God. I have such a crush on that beautiful man. Um, so I would love to talk about him, but again, it's not a priority. So like if you're listening and are interested, I feel like we'll do something with them later on, but it probably would be like years from now. Sure. So like, you know, um, I would like to, but maybe, but that's none of not our what projects, we'll be covering now. None of our projects have been the strictest, the strictest versions of completionist. Like exactly. we, I don't think we've ever taken that strict approach. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, we're doing the movies, not the TV shows. Yeah. I love the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, but, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe a Patreon episode or something like that. I don't know. Sure. But <laughs> we'll see. But just in case you were wondering, I know the questions <laughs> come up. All right. Now the fun stuff before we wrap up. Uh, I've got a few more questions for you, Doug. All These right. are some. The hard um, mode. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. This is a multiple choice question. Oh, okay. Which of these kinds of monsters, kinds of monsters, has Godzilla not fought? Okay. A, a giant spider. B, a giant octopus. C, the 1998 American Godzilla. Or D, a Godzilla from space. Godzilla from space seems obvious. That So that's not... I feel like that's happened. And I feel like I know that that's happened. So nix that as an answer. I feel like 98... Um, I don't know like what scope you are talking for these questions and you don't have to tell me. I feel like that is a fun thing that would have happened in some, some iteration. Um, Octopus feels like it should have happened because Godzilla is from the sea, but spider feels like something that they would do in a tokusatsu kaiju setting. So I'm going to say octopus is the thing he has not fought. Do you want to know the answer? Or do you want to save it? Actually, it would be too long from now. You should just know the answer. Okay. Now. You are you are correct. Ooh. Yeah. That actually. That's also very disappointing what? because I love a cephalopod. Well, oh, you will still see a giant octopus. Great. It's just not Godzilla who fights it. So okay. That, it was a trick question because actually when I was originally <laughs> doing it, I was like, oh yeah, he fights a giant octopus, right? And then I'm like, wait, he actually doesn't though. <laughs> like he's not the one who fights it. So I love that because that means yeah. that means if I'm rooting for Godzilla, I don't have to root against. Uh, an octopus. I don't know if that's true or not, yeah. but I'm going to choose mm-hmm. to believe that. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, 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 there are going to be many things to talk about the move, that Great. movie that he appears in <laughs> in a few months. Um, that won't be very. That won't be that long from now. All right. Other question. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of these is not a plot in a Godzilla movie? Great. A. Mothra has a dark, twisted, evil counterpart. B. A character's love interest turns out to be a cyborg. C, a child learns a lesson about defeating bullies thanks to Godzilla's talking son. And D, the military grows a Godzilla clone that goes awry. Okay, the last two, those have to be true. Uh, especially <laughs> the third one. That I don't know about the weird <laughs> deep cuts of Godzilla. I just know they exist. And I know that children, both human and giant lizard, are involved to some degree. So that one's real. 
Um, the last one was Godzilla clone. That seems too obvious uh, to not be a thing that happened. Um, Love interest turns into a cyborg also feels like a very tokusatsu plot line. What was the first one? Mothra has a dark, twisted, evil counterpart. See, that's tough because I don't know. I know one thing about Mothra. Um, <laughs> I guess I know two things about Mothra. One that I, I feel like I learned recently and was kind of surprised by. I think most people are surprised by. Um, what What is it? That Mothra is an ally, right? It's like not a good thing, but it is an ally. Oh, oh yeah. Mothra is Martha. Mothra rules. Yeah. Mothra's good. Um, but I think I think... I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people assume that any other monster is like a foe to Godzilla. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, oh man, I, I'm going to say the first one's not a plot line. It is. Mothra has an evil, and there's an evil Mothra that exists okay. named Batra. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I guess I should have meant what you, what you said. Cause I, I, I misunderstood. Mothra is sometimes an ally to Godzilla. Okay. If she is an ally to people and humans. That's what maybe I was that's what I'm thinking affirming. of. Okay, that's what I was affirming. Yeah, that like Mothra, good guy. I guess Godzilla is kind of yeah. like a, a, you know. It depends. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, I mean, there's a lot of movies that yeah. all change. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh, the the correct answer actually, believe it or not, the military has not grown a Godzilla clone. Are you serious? <laughs> unless I'm re- unless I'm misremembering that. I mean, there there's plenty of that's wild. Like, I mean, literally, I guess they they do make kind of a clone of Godzilla in a way, but like they don't literally sure. grow a Godzilla clone. Sure. Uh, I'm know. picking up what you're putting down, but that is shocking yeah. to me. That is yeah. shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there, I think one of the movies they like tease in like the, the uh, post, there was like a post credit scene or something they tease potentially if they did a future movie, they would have, I feel like that's done some kind of cloning thing. It feels like, like yeah, a 98 actually, thing. That's, I feel like that's where my brain was. I thought that would be a f- the, super American thing to do. The cartoon did like, they did do like their version of like a Mecha Godzilla was basically sort of reviving the first Godzilla and like making up a cyborg. Mm. And that's kind of the mm. closest to my memory. I think, I mean, I could be messing around. Maybe I haven't rewatched the whole show. So maybe there's an episode where they try to clone Godzilla, but to my memory, that's the closest it ever gets to like literally cloning wow. Godzilla. And it's not. Damn. They said, we're not doing the Jurassic park thing. <laughs> you can keep that. <laughs> Has Godzilla ever danced? Yes or no? Absolutely. Yep. I've seen gifts. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, can you name any of Godzilla's children and or surrogate children? Oh, fuck. Um, I should be able to because I know I've seen names of Godzilla's children. Um, God, one of them is, uh, I'm sure many of them are stupid, but one of the one that I feel like I should remember is very stupid and I just don't, I don't, I can't, I can't name any sure. right now. Yeah, I'm going to leave that for you to discover. Sure. Because, well, it'll be a while before we meet him, but like, you know, I, I think it'll yeah. be fun. And I, it would be boring for me to just like guess like Godzilla Jr. and have that be like right. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's not. Well, is it? <laughs> is there one called Godzilla Jr.? Okay, I'll find out. <laughs> I'll find out. Oh, some people are laughing really hard right now. <laughs> the final question Final question, because this is this is specific to the original movie that we're going to watch next week. So okay. I'm actually testing your memory, really, on this oh, one. Oh, you know that's bad. <laughs> uh-huh. How is Godzilla defeated in the original film? Defeated? Yeah. I mean, the movie's got to end, right? How does it end? 
I, how do they? I don't. I I don't remember. I don't remember. Cool. I genuinely don't. Um, That's actually really exciting. Yeah, the class that I took focused on like the like human responses to disasters. Absolutely. So we yeah. were talking more about like the damage that was done by things like Godzilla or the crazies in that movie or Soylent Green. And so I genuinely don't remember how it ends. That's interesting. Okay. I'm excited because that's definitely going to be a conversation. Hmm. Awesome. Cool. Okay. You know what? And I said this would be about an hour. And guess what? We're like just a few minutes over. Boom. So boom. <laughs> Love it. We're good at our jobs. Did you have anything else you wanted to add going into this podcast? Uh, you know about about Godzilla. No, I'm just I'm just excited. Like I, it's it's yeah, one of those things I know there's a massive uh, pool of information and and stuff that I just don't know anything about, and I'm excited to to do it in a methodical way because uh, yeah. I can have a Godzilla marathon, but like just doing it by myself and doing it in a way that isn't like paced or planned isn't necessarily going to make it stick in the way that like us watching. Uh, Pixar stuff the way that we did or Spider-Man the way that we do like that stuff sticks because of how we cover it and I'm excited for this to be part of that process yeah yeah me too I'm excited for you to experience some of this stuff I'm really excited to like I'd said you know early like I don't feel like I'm really an expert on this stuff because I'm you know it's existed for such a long time so if you've spent your whole life with Godzilla like you've absorbed more than I could have crammed in the last like five or so years Mm -hmm. of trying to play catch up, you know? So I'm excited for this to give me an opportunity to do my own deep dives into every movie every month. It's not necessarily going to end up on the podcast because like, we don't want to just be bogged down with production stuff. But like for me personally, just having Mm -hmm. an opportunity to explore some of this and there's some other Kaiju movies that are like, you know, marginally connected to these movies or like, you know, Mothra has her own, you know, solo movies and Rodan does as well. Like that. I've never seen. Oh, it's that's reason. the one I feel like I should have fucking known. Yep. And I'm so mad. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> oh, there was a whole part of my brain that was so distracted after you asked me that question. And Rodan is absolutely one I should have known. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> oh. oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. If you'd have oh, gotten him, damn. you would have gotten like all the ones that have appeared in American movies. And I so, would have like, gotten five. That would have been five. Yeah. That would have been my yeah. answer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I will, bitch. I'll give it to you because you know who Rodan is. Yeah. Like you are aware, just couldn't, you know, uh, drop him. At- yeah. Also more specifically, I am very excited for when I finally see King Kong and Godzilla cross paths. Cause I have watched yeah. King Kong movies, but I haven't actually watched any where he crosses paths with Godzilla. Oh, you haven't seen either of them. Okay. That's fun. No. That's really nope. fun. I saw the 2014 one, but I haven't seen any other monster verse movies. Oh, that'll be fun. I mean, I don't know when we'll... It'll probably be a while before we get to the 2023 one, but the Earth. The, the 63 one is really... Skull Island is Or one, not 2023. Right? Yeah. No, they don't fight. They don't like fight in that, though. No, but like Skull Island's part is of that universe. Verse. I said I didn't see any other MonsterVerse movies. I guess I lied. Ah, uh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I don't know if we'll do... I probably won't do Skull Island because it's not a Godzilla movie. And that's no, no, no. One more, but I just didn't want to yeah. lie, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've um, seen one other MonsterVerse movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to, to, you know, explore some other, branch out into other kaiju stuff as a result of this, just for my, just for myself, even if it yeah. ends up having nothing to do with the podcast, which is Yeah, fun. totally. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this. Again, the first episode drops next week, and then we go monthly from there. And, you know, if you have questions or corrections or whatever i welcome them because i'm this is a learning experience for me as much as it is for doug so if you are a godzilla expert listening it's sort of like 
you said this, but that was wrong. <laughs> like, well, I'll be like, well, I got it from the book that I'm reading about Godzilla. So yeah. take it up with the author. But I'm also interested to hear too. Um, yeah. So yeah. But, uh, just but let us know in the way that it's like, Hey, just a heads up. <laughs> Here's information I think you'd appreciate. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, but I would love to hear it because I mean yeah, I'm kind absolutely. of being I'm kind of immersing myself in this stuff for the next few uh, years now. So you know, <laughs> so that'd yeah. be fun. But looking forward to it. Um, this is one of our new podcasts on the Glitterjaw Queer Podcast Collective. So if you would like to find other queer creators who talk about media, you should check that out at glitterjaw.com. Uh, and you also follow Glitterjaw on Twitter, Facebook and blue sky at glitter jaw and instagram at glitter jaw pods but for us individually where can we find you doug you can find me all over the place at icky bully i-c-k-y-b-o-o-l-e-y you can also listen to me on a podcast called victory road it's a pokemon podcast and novel gaming here on glitter jaw which is a podcast i do with my friend katie where we catch up on all the books and video games we've been consuming lately what about you, Derek? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gales, where I'm most active, but you can find me other places under either that name or Dare Bear or Mr. Dare Bear. You can also find my other podcast with Glitterjaw, that is Gimmicks, that I do with my co-host David, where we look at the structure-breaking, high-concept, experimental, gimmicky episodes of television. Of course, find it anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find my Twitch at Mr. Dare Bear, where I stream VHS recordings of old television airings with the original commercial. I usually stream most Thursdays and Sundays, but follow me to find out when I'm doing that. If you would like to support us, I would say the best place to go is our Patreon for Walloping Web Snappers. That is our Spider-Man show that we mentioned a few times. That is our main weekly show. But uh, you know, maybe we'll have some Godzilla bonus content there at some point. I, I don't know already feel like we're gonna need some i think we should i think that there will be some really fun things that we can do so yeah ch- check us out there at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers we can get some bonus episodes for as little as one dollar a month uh you can also check out our discord again it's our walloping web snappers discord but i'm still going to link it because i'm sure just like we do with falling with style we can still talk about godzilla stuff in that discord as well so check it out there there is an email for Screonk, and that is screonkpodcast at gmail.com. So feel free to shoot us any emails or messages that you have about the podcast there. And of course, rate, review, and subscribe on all podcast platforms really helps for brand new podcasts as well. Next week, of course, like I said, it's the beginning. So we are going to be starting with the original Godzilla film from 1954, the original uncut Japanese version. See you then. Bye. Bye.